UFC improved to eight and one on the season, and while the team is fighting on, the defense is certainly barely just holding on. That's what's coming up next on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, I remind you, we are always free, and I want to thank everyone for coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. For those of you who uh, like to watch on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that red subscribe button. It goes a long way. It means a lot. And to those of you who already have, a sincere thank you. It really does mean a lot. Thanks again. Okay, so the good news. USC, they won on homecoming. They beat Cal 41 to 35. They improved to 8 1 overall, 6 and 1 in the Pac 10 plus 2 conference. More good news. Uh, there's still uh, the Colorado game this Friday night, which means uh, there's a very good chance USC will improve to 9 and 1 before they take on UCLA at the Rose Bowl in two weeks. That's really the end of the good news. Uh, from the game, USC won. You feel great about the win, but you don't necessarily feel great about how the win came about. Um, you really, I guess we're hoping right now that uh, USC's defense and special teams, uh, they can improve this next week against Colorado. Uh, so when they uh, head over to Pasadena, uh, that game can be competitive. I, I think both teams are going to score points. I don't know if USC has enough on defense right now to stop UCLA. And we know USC can put up points. I mean, they put up 41 at home against Cal, and they probably could have put up more. And I think um, Cal has a better defense than UCLA. I don't know. How, again, my concern is the defense for USC right now. Uh, it looks like UCLA was able to handle their business on the road at ASU much easier than USC took care of their business at home. Um, so hopefully again, you know, hope isn't a, uh, isn't a plan, but you do hope that uh, Eric Gentry and Raylan go forth and some of the other players are going to be uh, healthier um, this Friday and be available to play um, when Colorado comes to town. Uh, because, look, right now, beginning of the year, I, I, I said we wanted the defense to be serviceable. US, the offense would have to score a lot of points. And as long as the defense can get a few stops during the game, that should be enough. Well, serviceable right now is barely scratching the surface. Um and I'm not sure that they can improve enough this late into the season. There are only three regular season games remaining on the year. Oh, by the way, uh, USC men's basketball starts Monday. I will be there covering the game. So we will be talking about the men's basketball team this week. But we will focus on football for right now. 
Um, so offense, we I think we know who they are for the season, what their potential is, and there's still a lot of untapped potential. Defense, um, we, we've seen how good in spurts they can be. We haven't seen them play for a full 60 minutes yet. And special teams, all I'm going to say is, yikes, wow. I want to use some four-letter cuss words, some dirty words, but this is a family show, so uh, I'll refrain. Um, but, man, special teams had a, had a tough go of it at home. They, uh, they failed to recover an onside kick. They had a bad snap on their first touchdown that almost led to a two-point conversion for Cal. Uh, their decision-making on kick return was questionable at best. And uh, as far as kickoff coverage, if we're looking for a positive, um, it was okay, I guess. Look, um, let's just be frank. Well, my name's Mark, but... Let's just be honest. Lincoln Riley chose a bad week to uh, try and defend his decision to uh, fill his coaching staff the way he did. We talked about it last week on the show, why he does not have a full-time special teams coach. Um, staff limitations as far as numbers. He wants guys who can ha can coach full-time uh, doing other duties as well not just uh, special teams for a couple of sessions during practice. So Riley took responsibility for his decisions. Um, he might wish he'd made a different one based on uh, how things are working out. Nevertheless, we give him the benefit of the doubt. The team is eight and one, uh, 11 months after finishing four and eight. So we all watched the game together, started at 7.30 p.m., ended at 11 p.m. For those of you on the East Coast, sorry. Um, you had to stay up that late. You did gain an hour, though, daylight savings time. So there's that. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, Riley took responsibility. Alex Grinch, he's always willing to take responsibility for his group, the defensive, defensive side of the ball. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's willing to share in the in their group's performance or the lack thereof. Um, and it's come down to the point where USC can't finish off, their defense can't finish a game right now. And he said, he was blunt. He said, we, we're we not pulling our weight right now. And it needs to have a much bigger role in USC's wins. Um, but he also said, you know, that trying to fix these issues after a win is a lot different than trying to fix an issue after a loss. It should be easier. Um, quote, we can be both. We can be excited by a win and we can be pissed off on how we played. We can be both and we're going to be. So I guess practice this week is going to, uh, it's going to be a rough one for the guys. <laughs> when, I, when Coach Grinch is talking like that, uh, no holds barred. Uh, but we'll see um, because you know, we, we don't get to watch a lot during practice, but what we did get to watch in the game against Cal, that was hard to watch. Uh, beginning, it started with the first series of the game on offense, uh, on defense, excuse me, for USC. Cal won the coin toss. They deferred. They um, they wanted to put USC on offense first. Well, USC didn't do very well. They punted. When USC went out there on defense, their first series, 
Cal had no issues. <laughs> they were leading seven nothing before uh, before the seats were warm inside the Coliseum. Um, so from that first series on defense, uh, it's, it was a rough going. But they led at the halftime twenty to seven, and they led at the end of three quarters thirty four to fourteen. So you're thinking, all right, you know, the defense was doing something. Well, they had their moments. Um, you know, Tuli Tuiapolotu had a couple of sacks added to his seasonal total. Kalen Bullock added another interception. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it's a combination of injuries and, you know, the poor tackling as a result of injuries and backups playing. You, these guys are going to have to play better. It's just, it's that simple. Um, whether they're, you're a starter or, or you're a backup, you can't be frustrated because you're not getting the productivity um, despite the effort you're putting forward. And this is why I asked uh, Lincoln Riley at, at the, after the game whether complacency is, is starting to uh, seep in. And he he turned it around and says he doesn't sense complacency. He senses frustration. And we'll get into that here momentarily in our next segment. Um, but there is a trend that's growing right now on the defensive side of the ball. And USC cannot finish games. Uh, three weeks ago, uh, Utah, they scored five touchdowns on their final six possessions. They were able to turn a 14-point USC lead into a one-point Utah win. We know there was a lot more involved with that. Nevertheless, um, last week, Arizona scored touchdowns on three of their final four drives. USC held on to win that game. And then Saturday night, um, Cal was able to find the end zone on four of its final five possessions. So, as I said, there's a lot of areas for improvement on this defense, uh, especially with tackling, uh, especially with a secondary play. Both of those uh, areas were, were tough to watch on Saturday. Um, and it unfortunately involved both the secondary um, and tackling. They Those guys weren't having a good time of it. To put that to, to highlight what I'm talking about, Cal's quarterback, uh, their offense, Cal on offense, they generated 469 yards for the game. 403 of that came on the arm and the shoulder of Jack Plummer. Four and six yards. Not one time throughout the year, this season, had he thrown for more than 280 yards in a game. And that includes against Arizona. So uh, Alex Grinch said of the way his defense closed the game, quote, really disappointing. It's a 60-minute game. That's not new, right? Uh, we signed up for that when we decided to coach. We talk about it. It's one thing to talk about it, though. You've got to go out and do it. You've got to get excited in the third quarter because you're happy. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're fighting for your life at the end of the game. And so obviously, we haven't gotten that message across, end quote. I'm going to talk more about the defense this week. You get locked on USC five times every week. Um, but you know, I don't want to just belabor the issue on the defense. I, Alex gets a whole week to to work on his issues and to make improvements. I got 30 minutes or less to talk about this game and, and there's a lot more to talk about. So we're going to move on to the, to the offense. Uh, once again, 
Jordan Addison or Mario Williams, they weren't available. Um, the Mario Williams injury, though, that's it's curious. You know, you watch him. If I don't know how much they're showing of him on the sidelines, jumping up and down, waving a towel, uh, but he's moving like he's he doesn't have any physical ailments. So it makes you wonder, you know, what what is it? You guys can read the tea leaves. Uh, I can speculate. I'm sure you can as well. But in their absences, um, once again, Taj Washington stepped up. He led the team with seven receptions and 112 yards and a touchdown. Uh, another backup stepped up in uh, in uh, in their absence. Michael Jackson the third, Mike Jack, MJ3. You choose the best nickname for the young man. Uh, he didn't have seven receptions. He only had five. But he did lead the team in yards with 115 yards. He also added a couple of touchdowns. He might have had one on the ground on a reverse end around had he followed Caleb Williams' block. Uh, he chose to go inside rather than stay outside the way Caleb was setting it up for him. That's okay. Um, with more experience playing, uh, those two, uh, their chemistry will, will get better. And just a quick reminder, Caleb Williams is wearing Michael Jackson's number 13. He was wearing that last year. That's Caleb Williams' number. So Mike Jack, MJ3, wears uh, Juju Schuster-Smith's old jersey, number nine now. So, um, you know, he, Michael has been very patient waiting for his opportunity. He's been injured as well, dealing with some hamstring issues. Uh, last week, it was Kyle Ford who had his big game well, he after he waited patiently, this time it was Mike Jack, and all he did with his uh, with his opportunities was catch touchdowns and first downs. So he was targeted eight times. He had five receptions. Every time he touched the ball, first down or touchdown. You gotta like that, right? I mean, if you're if you're doing those PFF scores, I can only imagine what that rating would be. Or if you're a fantasy uh, fantasy footballer, I'm not. You guys tell me how he graded out that way. Um, as far as Caleb Williams, uh, he was just 26 for 41, 360 yards, four touchdowns, but again, no interceptions. And he probably, you know, so statistically, he had a good game. It could have been better if his wide receivers didn't have the dropsies again. Um, but those numbers still felt pedestrian. And, but you, it, when you take into account the drops, that you kind of understand why. And he, it felt it also felt like he gave up yards on his own when he could have ran the ball more to extend the drive. Um, he wasn't sacked at all, and that was he was doing that with a new left tackle. So last week, Mason Murphy played the whole game at right tackle. Apparently, uh, he can play left tackle just as well because he was nearly perfect. And Bobby Haskins wasn't available to play. Cortland Ford was available to play. They chose to go with Mason Murphy. So, again, something to keep your eye on there. But going back to uh, Caleb Williams, with those four touchdown passes and no interceptions, he now has 28 touchdown passes and only one interception through the first nine games of the year. That is the best for any quarterback in the history of the FBS. That is an amazing an amazing stat. And next week they go up against Colorado. 
um, he's only going to increase that number because Colorado's defense is bad, bad. Um, worse than the conference bad. Worse than Arizona bad. However, they were able to hold Cal's offense to, uh, what, 12 points, whatever, 15 points. They beat Cal in overtime in Boulder. Go figure. Uh, on offense, Travis Dye, he just missed the century mark again. 15 rushing attempts for 98 yards and a touchdown. That's not his fault. He would have gone over 100 yards with better play calling. Uh, for whatever reason, I felt like uh, Lincoln Riley had abandoned the, the running game. Um, they they had over 160 yards as a team, but it was there all night. It was just weird why they weren't running the ball more. Lincoln Riley, you, it's hard to question him when you're putting up 41 points a game and your 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 drives aren't going on because players aren't executing as much as it is the play calling. So it's kind of a give and take. You 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 just want to see more. You want to see USC play a full game, a, a great game for 60 minutes. And we haven't seen that yet in any game on offense, defense, or special teams. Um, they had a, you know, I, I said another game, no sacks, did it with a new starting left tackle. So overall, there's not a lot you want to be upset about offensively other than, you know, they weren't as crisp really as you would like them to be playing at home on homecoming after being away for you know, so long. And at this point, I guess really what you want is you just hope that everyone can remain, you know, locked in, um, linked in and can and get healthy or healthier uh, while others recover and get back on the field. Because at this point of the season, um, that's all that's left is to to stay linked in and to stay uh, locked on, so to speak, locked on, looking for the best guys to get the job done. And that's why you need to head on over to LinkedIn Jobs because this day, these days, every new hire, uh, every new potential hire, can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to your best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile so you can spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions, those make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. So, once again, thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen today. Uh, for your second listen, why don't you head on over to Locked on Sports today. Uh, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and get behind the scenes with your local experts and insights only Locked on Sports can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. 
So I mentioned earlier complacency, frustration, how Lincoln Riley is turning it around. Here's the question. Have the Trojans become complacent uh, because winning has become easy? Or at least it appears to be easy. They're eight and one. Last year they were four and eight. Um, or as Lincoln Riley put it, um, are they just frustrated uh, with their production despite their efforts, you know, out on the field? Nobody's questioning these guys trying as hard as they can fighting. Um, it, you can question the end result. So um, the, the results on defense aren't looking really good. The, the final, you know, you're, you're getting the win, yeah, but they don't look the defense hasn't looked good for a while now, and it's there's a trend, and it's it's not a good trend. Um, defensively, you know, Cal is okay; they're solid. They're nothing spectacular. They entered the game, you know, with 50, they had created 15 turnovers. They didn't get any in this game. Uh, I know that the Bears are going to get credited for a for an onside uh, kick recovery. And because a Trojan player touched it, allegedly, um, that's considered a, a fumble recovery. I don't agree. I think it's more technicality than an actual turnover. So as far as I'm concerned, no suit for you, Cal. Hopefully uh, you guys recognize that Seinfeld reference. Um, but that defense was good enough uh, to force USC to punt on their first offensive possession. And that was after Cal chose to defer. So why am I sensing complacency from this USC team? Maybe because when USC led 34 to 14 at the end of three quarters, um, USC's defense had held Cal to 269 yards. And of those 269 yards, 231 came through the air. USC had over 400 yards on offense. And they led 34 to 14 at the end of three quarters. Um, they had stopped Cal's run game. They knew going in that was going to be a key to winning. They've done that. They did that from the from the jump. Um, and they were keeping, you know, the Bears off the scoreboard. They had only given up two touchdowns. That second touchdown was just a complete defensive breakdown on USC. Uh, you had Kalen Bullock. I think it was Max Williams, Jalen Smith, and I can't remember if Sierra, Sierra Wright was involved. It was just uh, everybody was kind of doing that Spider-Man meme, pointing to each other, and oh, it was your guy, it was your guy, your responsibility. All I know was Maven Anderson, number 11 for Cal, was standing there wide open with his back to the end zone just waiting for the ball, and then when he caught it, he walked in for a touchdown. Um. You can't have that. So in the fourth quarter, you know, by the games, when the game was over, Cal was eight for 15 on their third down conversion attempts. And they had outscored USC 21 to seven in the fourth quarter. That's why I asked Coach Riley, is the team complacent with winning already? Quote, this is Riley after the game. I haven't seen it on the practice field. I wasn't really enthused of how you know about how we started the game, but I didn't really feel any complacency. I honestly felt like we started playing pretty good. 
there at the end of the half. I agree with that. Uh, it felt like we were starting to squeeze them down at the beginning of the second half. Agreed again. And I think the guys were really wanting to separate and just kind of go out and knock them out. We couldn't quite get over the hump. And I sensed some frustration a little bit at times. We got to get past that, though. This is college football. There are other teams that play, and they have coaches, and they have players, too. So we got to get past whatever it is. But I don't sense complacency. We practice hard. They continue to listen and respond to the ways that we challenge them. So we just got to get better, end quote. Okay, benefit of the doubt, coach. You see a lot more than I get to see during practice. However, I get to see what I get to see during the game. And when you've got two touchdowns, three touchdown lead, point leads uh, going into the fourth quarter, uh, I'm not sure if the, you're taking your foot off the gas offensively or whether the guy is on defense. If it's fatigue that's catching up to them, uh, combined with the injuries, I, I think it's a it's all of it together. But USC should not be holding on to win at home against a team like Cal, who offensively, they're just efficient. And I get it. Uh, we knew that USC's defense was going to be their weak spot this year. But it's getting weaker as they go as the year goes on. Remember, serviceable was all we wanted. They're not scratching that. They're, not, they're, they're barely scratching that right now. They got to get back to serviceable. What I do know is uh, Alex Grinch has this week to, to really get into those guys on the defensive side of the ball. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we'll see what happens. Um, can they put together a near-perfect game? You're not going to get perfection. But can they look good for 60 minutes on offense, defense, and special teams to, to prove that they deserve their number nine CFP ranking? Which, by the way, a new poll will be out on Tuesday. You can bet on that. <clears throat> and then uh, while you're betting on that, Head on over to betonline.net because they are your number one source for your for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest players, player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events including MMA, boxing, and golf. Major League Baseball just finished, so good for you, Houston Astros. You didn't cheat. You won the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So while the new CFP poll will be out on Tuesday, I anticipate USC actually dropping from number nine. They're, I see them dropping... Probably down to number 10. I could be wrong, even though they did move up a spot in the AP poll um, after that was released on Sunday. Um, and for whatever reason, it looks like it's going to take a nuclear bomb to uh, remove the Crimson Tide from the top 10, AP top 10. They lost for the second time at LSU. Uh, LSU has two losses this year. They jumped USC. I'm getting to the poll here, AP poll in a moment, but I got I want to get these comments out of the way. Um, 
look, LSU isn't very good this year. They've got two losses. Bama isn't very good this year. They've got two losses. All right, here we go. And then I'm going to come back to my comments. Uh, number one, Georgia, you, nearly unanimous, 62 first take, 62 first place votes after the way they, uh, they thumped Tennessee. They manhandled that offense um, like there was no tomorrow. For those of you who watched the Fox um, pregame show, Urban Meyer, he was gushing about Tennessee's offense. Like he'd no, It's nothing I'd ever seen before. I had to call my buddies and have them explain it to me. Georgia apparently saw that offense before because they, they had held them to just a couple of field goals going into the second half. Nevertheless, Tennessee fell from number one to number five. They didn't look good. They did not look like the number one team. And after playing Georgia, I don't even think they're, they're, they're the number five team in the country, according to the AP poll. Uh, so, Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU number four. I'm okay with them there. They're still undefeated. They're beating everybody in front of them, and they're doing it. And they look good winning. Number five, Tennessee. <clears throat> so you have Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four, Tennessee five, Oregon number six. LSU, as I mentioned, jumped USC. They're at seven. USC is at number eight. UCLA, number nine, Alabama, number 10. I don't know what it's going to take to remove those guys. Ole Miss, 11, Clemson, number 12, after Notre Dame handled them very easily. They literally just ran at them all game long. I'm not sure. I knew they threw the ball, just not very often. Utah, number 13, Penn State, 14, North Carolina, 15. Uh, let's just jump down to number 24, Washington. They replaced Oregon State after they beat them on Friday night. And number 25, Florida State. They're back in the AP poll after the way they just embarrassed Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes. I warned you, Miami fan, what you were getting with Mario. You, uh, hey, you pay for what you get. Um, look, USC got a little bit of help this week. Notre Dame is now number 20 in the AP poll. We'll see where they are in the uh, college football ranking when that comes out on Tuesday. We want them to be ranked highly, so when they play USC, that's going to help. It'll be interesting to see where UCLA is in the uh, new CFP poll. They are now number 9 AP. USC is number 8. Um, a lot of football left to be played. You know, Lincoln Riley mentioned he doesn't give a hoot where USC is this early in the first CFP poll. We'll see where what he cares about after the second release. Um, but again, let's just take, take take care of Colorado because beating Cal, beating Colorado, you're not going to learn a lot unless you're beating these teams handedly the way you should beat them because that's the only way pollsters can... Uh, that, that's really all they have to go by, you know. Just getting by a, a California that uh, that lost to a Colorado, you now have to come back and you have to look good in that final tune-up game before taking on a top ten UCLA, and then what it looks like a top twenty at least AP Notre Dame. You got some games coming up. I'm out of time here for this episode. I will be back tomorrow with another episode. 
with the grades. I will break down each group, each position group uh, more thoroughly, offense, defense, special teams. And I promise you, it's not going to be pretty. Um, the rulers coming out going to be slapping some wrists. So until then, you know, Locked on USC is going to be your first listen every day. When you're done here, go check out wersc.com. We got a lot of VIP content for you, just like we do after every game. You'll want to go check that out. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. So until then, everyone, you know what to do. You are.